88.3 WXOU Auburn Hills, Michigan. You are tuned in to the Friday Night Groove with your host, Roosevelt Belton Jr., better known as simply RBJ for short. And tonight, you're in for a special treat because in this episode, I'll be sitting down with the renowned Detroit based DJ, producer, and record label head, Brian Kage, to discuss his career in music as well as his upcoming EP, 303 and the 313, soon to, be, soon to be released on the Michigander Music record label. Before we get to that, though, I want to give you a taste of what Mr. Kage is capable of with the track you hear right now titled Pass Echoes. This was released back in 2017, courtesy of Cheval Records out of Madrid. Y'all enjoy this. It's some transition to our first special night, and then we'll get to the interview shortly after. Thanks, peace, and enjoy. Thank you. 
to an excellent tune titled Transcending, which was released back in 2016, courtesy of our guest tonight, the esteemed Brian Kage. How are you doing tonight, sir? Good. How are you doing tonight, sir? I'm good. I'm really glad I could have you in the studio tonight, man. Oh, thanks for having me. I know me. we're going back and forth, but it's really good to see you in person and sort of just see what you're about and 
hopefully kind of learn more about you tonight oh yeah thank you man i really appreciate the uh opportunity uh you know, I'm always excited to uh, listen to the new tunes they play on WXOU, and uh, I really enjoy your show. You know, it's it's always a wonderful experience. I've been listening to some of your archives, and you, you definitely have uh, eclectic taste, mm. and that's, uh, that's a good thing, you know? Yeah, that's what I aim for every night, man. So, you ready to just get into it? Yeah, let's talk about some stuff. What do you got for me? <laughs> <laughs> All right, when you think... Brian Kage, when you do a Google search, sure. first couple things come up, Detroit, Michigan, what is being from not only this city, but the state as a whole, kind of, how does that influence your music? Oh, wow. I, wow. That's a great question. Yeah. Um, thank you. I, I think Michigan is one of the most beautiful states in the U.S. I think it's underrated. Um, I know it's very cold here. Um, but cold has a lot of great benefits, like preservation of our lands, uh, you know, boredom, which leads to creativity. Uh, I definitely think that when I think of Michigan, I think of home. And when I think of home, I think of art and music combining to, uh, I, I just think of it as like my biggest influence in my music i guess that's the best way i can put it especially the city of detroit where i was pretty much born and raised i mean i'm born and raised in metro detroit but i mean let's be real i've been going to the city since i was a kid you know so now as far as detroit is concerned when you think about you know the music that comes out of the city techno techno r&b rock when you were getting started was that initially sort of intimidating for you? Like, when you're making music, is it more like, I'm just sort of into this? Or is it more of, was it a challenge for you? Sort of that, sort of like making music, having that legacy to sort of, I guess, live up to? Not really, because I was naive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I knew music, I knew things came from Michigan, or from Detroit in particular, you know, Motown and um techno and everything like that and uh even disco parts of disco were influenced here but uh i think for the most part because i was young dumb naive and hungry just to to be creative that you know i don't think the legacy and the legend of you know people around here had any sort of impact until you know i've got more in depth into the culture of the music and then i realized wow like this is bigger than me and you know as an ambassador for the sound of detroit techno like i know it's not just about me and um it's about it's also about being a mentor to younger people and showing people what our music is all about because really like detroit techno is not the only thing from here and there's all sorts of music and i love all sorts of styles but i definitely love showing people what detroit techno is about and helping people, other people make this sound okay um you have a very very impressive catalog as far as what you put out but not say who you collaborate with what was that release that you sort of put out that you knew that you had something and that you could sort of com- not compete, but 
something that resonated with people that you had your sound hmm well i mean there's i don't know if i can pinpoint to one exact release mm -hmm. uh, because i always feel like i'm growing as an artist and i'm trying to become better and learn more techniques and that sort of thing but i guess one of the biggest releases one of the highlights of my career was doing a record with omar s uh, on his label called Fexy, which is spelled F-X-H-E. And uh, I think that was just just a great, you know, way to... It was just a great thing for me to be able to shine my music out into more of a national spotlight. And that was only a few years ago. Um, I guess another release was a collaboration release that I did with an uh, uh, artist named Luke Hess, uh, uh, and our group was called Reference, and we did a song called Best Day in Detroit, which was released on Carl Craig's Planet E label. And uh, those releases really, you know, were catapulted via those artists. So I, I'm very thankful to have people like that in my corner and supporting us, or supporting me, I should say, um, with my music. So I, I guess those are the two, you know, releases I would say are my... Uh, my cornerstones or my, my biggest releases. Okay. Um, and I think you also have, in my opinion, very specific and very also very creative vision to you. What sort of, how does sort of record come from your head to actually sort of being put out? Oh, that is such a tough question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to find some softball for you. <laughs> Woo! Uh, I need a prep for that one <laughs> and a martini. No, just kidding. Okay. Um, I think that when it comes to making music, there's a lot of experimentation involved. Uh, just getting into the studio and firing, firing up different machines, and and you know, I mean, it, there's a lot of lot of things that influence my music like i said like the the city of detroit the, the state of michigan you know traveling um my my family my wife you know all those my friends all those sort of things work you know aggression uh, aggressiveness comes out from being you know like my day job possibly <laughs> you know, no offense <laughs> <L> you <laughs> but you know there's there's all sorts of things that influence my sound and um i think really when it comes down to it is is being able to experiment. Do I get ideas for specific... I'm sorry if I'm clipping here. Um, do I get ideas for specific uh, songs? Yeah, I do. And then I try to like use the good old iPhone and take notes and be like, okay, man, I'm going to go home and write a new Beverly Hills Cop <laughs> anthem. And Eddie Murphy's going to come out with a new movie and we're going to ride into the sunset and their convertible... Uh, what, are they, what did he drive? I can't even remember. Fiero? I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's all sorts. I guess to sum it up real quick, it's all sorts of influences. And then sometimes I'll have inspiration that hits me and then I'll put it in my notes and then I'll try to capitalize on that inspiration. Okay. Um, sort of what I got from the answer is that you sort of juggle a lot of hats. You produce, DJ, you work for you. You also manage your own label. Like, what's that like for you on I guess day to day basis, sort of like juggling all that and just still trying to create. It's hard. I mean, I juggle, you know, I have a wife, uh, I have a family, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of work. And, uh, 
I don't sleep very much. <laughs> when I'm not doing music, I'm doing live or I'm doing video production, I'm filming, I'm directing, I'm editing for other artists, I'm helping people do photographs. People don't know how much stuff I do for the scene. I master and mix music for for you know other artists from Detroit that people don't even know about, you know, or people do know about but they don't know where their music's how that music is helped produced. So it's a very difficult challenge um, to like do it all. But if you love something, you just have to do it because no one else is going to do the thing you love for you. You have to just get in there and, and do it like uh, Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could pull it out right now. Boy. Me I too. We need the drop sample. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> you heard it from the man himself, people. Um, so going ahead, 303 and a 313. Yes. What is the theme that's sort of behind that? Um, it's a culmination of many years of experiments in the studio with a synthesizer called a Roland TB303 baseline synthesizer. Um it's a very popular synthesizer in the underground. It's a very squelchy kind of synthesizer. I guess some of the more mainstream examples of that sound are like uh, LMFAO's Sexy and I Know It or like Fatboy Slim used it a lot, Chemical Brothers. Those are a little more pushy mainstream, I guess, people that have used it. Prodigy uses it. All sorts of artists use it. And then in techno, it's just a staple. And I always wanted to do a quote-unquote 303 record which is also called acid house or acid techno um because it's very squelching and uh you know i thought now's the time you know like the 303 synthesizer the 303 sound is timeless and i'm glad i did it because it's been a pretty big success for me and i'm very happy about it okay so to give people a sample we're going to drop a track from that ep titled delray dance sort of framed that for us like while we pick, um cue it up and just to play for people okay so we got delray dance coming up delray dance is a song influenced by uh the delray uh, region of detroit you know like mexican village and um you know i just felt like this was a groovy little number and i uh, hope you enjoy it. it's got some 303-909-808-707-727 if you know all that stuff you're you're g all right, you heard it from him, people. Enjoy. Quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. Peace, thanks, and enjoy.
Hey, this is Anna Roshinsky from Quilt, and you're listening to WXOU, Auburn Hills, Michigan, 88.3 FM. WXOU, Auburn Hills, Michigan, and as I stated earlier, you are tuned in to a special edition of the Friday Night Groove where we're in the middle of an interview with our special special guest, Brian Kage. We'll be back to interview in a bit, but for now, though, enjoy this tune from the Chicago native, Roy Davis Jr. featuring Pevin Everett, titled Gabriel. Y'all enjoy this. Back to interview real soon. Thanks, peace, and enjoy.
Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with our special guest, Brian Kage. Are you enjoying yourself, sir? Yo, 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 I'm on the air. I'm enjoying myself. This couch is really comfortable. This is the best addition to this radio uh, station <laughs> and the arcade machine. <laughs> I was playing some Tapper one-handed. <laughs> we have amenities, so I know it's college radio. People think of it the budget's light, but no, no, no. So. I got like, I got like coffee here. Mm-hmm. I'm really very comfortable. There's like blankets. Like mm-hmm. I feel good. I know we got interns running around. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> Cynthia. <laughs> Cynthia, come here. I need double frappuccino. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're having fun tonight. We're having fun. Heck yeah. Thank you. Push um, up. Back to the questions. So, latest release was on your label, Michigander. Yes. What was it like getting that started? And what was sort of the impetus of sort of the question, too? Oh, okay. So, Michigander, my record label. Uh, well, for many years, I had a record label, uh, a shared record label with a lot of artists called Beretta Music. Uh, We started that in 2002. 2002, and uh, it kind of ran its course to 2012. We put out a lot of great artists uh, that had never been released before, like Seth Troxler, Lucas, um, Ryan Cross, and these guys like kind of springboard it from our label and and rightfully so they're very talented individuals um i just felt like it was time to start something new where i could actually showcase some of my music and what what better name is michigander i'm a true born and raised michigander and uh that's who i am and so i felt like creating a new label for my music with that name just fit perfectly and i could write and release music about the places uh, from Michigan that really influenced my sound. And you actually have, you have your own Mexican Master Studio, correct? I do, yes. So how important is for you that you have the avenue sort of, as far as like collaborations too, that you can put out your own music and you also help out your friends with not only your label, but on your Master Studio as well? Super important. I, I think that the only way we can get ahead as musicians is to help each other um even though my record label is more focused solely kind of on my music or my collaborations i am open to helping people you know live the dream out make music mix music master music um and i do a lot of it i help all sorts of people from lower tier artists to higher tier artists i just have to be interested in you as a musician and as a person and then you know we're gonna we're gonna work together you know so and uh you can find my stuff like if if you're interested in having your music mixed and mastered uh you can find my stuff at kagemastering.com k-a-g-e mastering.com and you know hit me up we'll talk about some uh talk about your music exactly exactly um getting into movement so yes as we talked earlier, you've been doing movement since it started, correct? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've gone to movement like before it was movement. Uh, the very first year, fell in love. I mean, what what better place to have a, a music festival right in the heart of Detroit? Uh, outside, beautiful weather, awesome people, great music, just great vibes. And uh, 
just being a kid, I mean, 18, 19 years old, walking around, just being, you know, flabbergasted at like, wow, this, this is amazing. This music is amazing. The vibe is amazing. Yeah. And this is like what I'm doing already. How awesome. So, uh, yes, the very first year I did not play the next year I was invited to play like a small sideshow booth, you know, but you have to get your start somewhere. Right. And then, uh, from there just kept working on my sound. And, uh, this year I'll be playing the underground stage. I was invited to play the underground stage. And after playing the underground stage, I will have played all the stages at movement. That's not accomplishment. Yeah, yeah. And, and wow, I just, it's incredible. And I think it's the best festival in the world. I've been to other festivals and it's the real deal. It's not, you know, it hasn't sold out. I mean, there are people that you, you kind of scratch your head and you're like, why is so-and-so on the festival? Well, so-and-so actually is bringing, is actually influenced by Detroit techno and is bringing that sound to, or bringing their own take or different take on it onto it or their their part that they influenced detroit techno to the festival so i think they do a good job at booking um and i i really enjoy it every year i think it's the best festival in the world how has it grown in your opinion sort of evolved well uh, i definitely well it's that's a tough question because it's evolved in so many different ways i mean from the name to where it was free to how it you how it's you know a paid event um you know of course there's certain things you know people don't like and personally maybe i don't agree with but the positives of it are um evolving how it's evolved is it the production is 20 times better than when it started i mean in 2000 they had djs up there djing on cinder blocks and rickety tables that you know you hit you walk by a table and the needle would scratch off a record and this is before cdj's and all that final scratch and serato and all that crap and uh you know the production value is just way better way better and the talent i mean yeah i mean there was definitely great talent back then but some of the level of the talent is just amazing it's quite amazing too so i and uh i just i just think like the production and just the total vibe of it is still there, you know, or is better, is better than 2000 and the vibe is still there. Mm-hmm. And what I'm sort of getting from that is that it's still a Detroit event that even though it's huge, it's more kind of an international thing. This It still belongs to the city pretty much. I, I think so. I mean, I think it belongs to everybody. I know yeah. like, you know, now it's, you know, done by Paxaha, which handles the production and you know oversees everything and it's not a city event but the city is involved and they recognize what the good thing about the festival is they recognize the city recognizes that this is the birthplace of detroit techno and that's very important because you know it's better to be it's it's great to recognize that because we don't you don't want somewhere like las vegas claiming it or something (laughs) stupid like that you know even though we want to spread our sound all over the world and and whatever but yeah i definitely think that uh this is uh the festival is is a positive thing for the city it brings it brings people it brings revenue it brings great music to 
the heart of Detroit. There's more positives than negatives. And for the people that complain about the price and the money, I understand. I feel you. Sometimes it, it, it is a little expensive. But if you compared that to somewhere like Coachella, you better wake up because <laughs> it's a way cheaper 13 hour, 12 to 13 hours of entertainment every day than going to something like Coachella or Burning Man. Well, Burning Man's pretty cool, but I mean, the money to get to Burning Man is in Coachella is insane. Exactly. Um, going back to you, um, we have the 303 313 coming out May 1st, correct? Uh, actually, I'm going to tell you a secret. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the, the release. The release I'm looking around here is actually out now. Oh wow! On vinyl, okay. so you can get the release on vinyl now in the Detroit area and some Midwest shops. Um, for example, like Detroit Threads and Hamtramck has copies. Uh, I think people or no Hello Records in Detroit mm-hmm. also has copies, and then um, it's going to be. I think internationally, it's going to be hitting shops. Either this, no, next early next week. Okay. So and then digitally it will be out, I believe, uh, middle of May. Okay. Yeah. Sorry if my my dates are a little strange on that, but no. you know. <laughs> we'll clear it up on the podcast or the the links to the podcast. But um, we were talking a little bit earlier. How important is it you to have put out vinyl? Because I know it's arduous process, but it's something you're dedicated to. Yeah, I think it's super important to have a tangible piece of, uh, you know piece of you know, something to hold your music on you know whether it's cd vinyl um even a usb thumbstick I, it's art at the end of the day and i mean i like the technology of streaming and pandora and spotify and all this stuff but i mean you can't hold it it's and it's not it's not art it's zeros and ones that you know on on the internet um is it convenient? Yeah. Heck yeah, it's convenient. It's awesome for the beach, you know, when you're like, hey, play Mitch Murder, you know, or hey, Siri, play Mitch Murder, or, you know, or play uh, The Midnight, or whatever, you know. Um, but really, like, the vinyl thing, oh, wow, I just told Siri to play some songs. Oops, <laughs> my bad, Siri. Um, oh, and it's doing it, and I got to shut it off. Okay, anyways, <laughs> it actually worked. So, um, but regardless, like, I really want to leave a mark with my music. I want people to, you know, be able to dig up my songs when I'm gone. It's something I'm leaving in the world where they're like, maybe when I'm not here, they can say, wow, who is this Brian Cage fella? You know, and <laughs> and and I also enjoy the art and being able to hold it and, and have it and give it to people and be like, this is something I created and something I put my passion in and my money because boy this is not a it's not cheap to make records and in you know you try to break even but after the after the expenses of it all like you barely break even on on these records i mean you do you know you get them out you do well but you it's it's a passion project exactly i think passion is that's one i think definitely defines you because you money is good but there's something that drives you to do what you do pretty much by yourself if i'm being fair oh yeah. yeah i mean i mean it's 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 a team effort in terms of my wife you know, and, <laughs> and my in the support of my dad and you know certain friends but definitely like when it comes down to it the only person that's in the studio making the music and 
and figuring out what's going to go on the next record is myself. But I mean, I definitely am happy to have people in my corner to, you know, close friends in the music community give me advice and help me along my path. You know, it's we're all connected in some certain way. Um, but yes, it is definitely also, you have to have a lot of passion for this. <laughs> and I tell people all the time, don't do this because you're, you want to get famous. Do this because you love this. I've been doing this since I was 18. People thought I was going to be this famous DJ. I'm way older now. I'm not going to say my age. <laughs> I am not famous by what whatever means but i really love doing this and i love having a way to put my creative output out into the world for people to enjoy well brian we're starting to wrap up here man what are the next couple months looking like next couple of months uh well i mean we got movement coming up i'm playing saturday on the underground stage at 3 p.m playing two hours i got some surprises um i hope to see you there at heart plaza i got this new record, 303 in the th- 303 in the 313 EP, that's <laughs> coming out. Uh, you can get it at michigandermusic.com. Um, also, you can search it, search for it on Bandcamp, and it will be available on Spotify, Pandora, all that good stuff. And then I have a secret. I'm doing something completely different. I'm doing a band project, and uh, we're going to be doing a full album and a release a release show in October and we'll talk about that later sometime okay. if you want I will, you will you okay. will trust me you got Jerry has your name on it man thank you sir thank, thank you. you this is a couch though. <laughs> <laughs> just to let the people know we have a couch people this couch is nice if you ever come to WXLU you must nap on this couch there's fur Cynthia mocha frappuccino <laughs> oh man did not waste a penny people um so we've got one last track zoning frame it for us while i pull it up zoning so i got a good friend of mine his name's shadow bear aka me <laughs> that does likes to rap and be stupid on the microphone <laughs> i wrote a cool track i wrote a cool beat and uh wrote some cool lyrics that uh hopefully you can enjoy and get your get your wig flipped here it is zoning all right, Brian, thank you. Once again, people, if you like enjoyed this, you want to hear again, you want to support the music, go to FridayNightGroove.com. We'll have a recording as well as set list, everything I played tonight, as well as links to Brian's band camp, his social media so you can get in contact with him. And just support the man because he's doing a lot of good things and he's very important, not only to his university, but to Detroit music scene as a whole. So, Brian, thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much, Roosevelt. Uh, thank you. Um, people, we're out. See you next Friday. Until then, enjoy Zonin by Brian Kage. Peace.
Sisters and brothers, we saw it. 